Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Hey, hey, Maximizers, episode 258, Kurt Mortensen here as we take a deep dive of the world of persuasion, motivation, influence to maximize your life, your income, your success, and even your happiness. As today, we're talking about ways to get people to like you without even talking to them. Some good stuff we'll be talking about. Little housekeeping, of course. I'm available at Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Do appreciate your comments and your email. Also, everything you need is at MaximizeYourInfluence.com from your Persuasion IQ to additional trainings to anything you want to know and more at Maximize Your Influence. And, of course, social media, YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, at Maximize Your Influence. And please hit the like button and tell your family, friends, and enemies. So I just finished up in Dallas this week working with some upper management on how to craft and deliver persuasive presentations. And that's one of my favorite things to teach because anybody can present, but is it persuasive? Anybody can inform, but is it influential? And just got an email from Frank. So shout out to Dallas. He says his top three ahas were that public speaking is a learned fear and to take those fear, those butterflies and get them to fly in formation. So it's okay to have a little fear, a little nervousness and how to transfer that energy into giving a great presentation. That was number one. Number two, there's no such thing as a boring topic, only a boring presenter. So true. And number three is the crowd is rooting for you. The crowd wants you to be successful. I guess I better explain that one. When somebody is listening to you present or speak, they're either paying with their time or their money. And very few people want you to fail. They want you to be successful. They want to be interested. Now, maybe it's a competitor. Maybe it's another manager that doesn't like you. Maybe they want you to fail. But most of the people in that audience who are paying with their time or their money want you to do a good job. And that changes the perspective of everything. So thanks for the kind words, Franks. Appreciate that. It was good to be in Dallas, of course. Dallas, it's all about the barbecue. Not on a gas grill, because I found out that's a sin. It's got to be on a smoker. If you've been to Texas or you're from Texas, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So let's dive into it today. Thanks for being here. If you're new, welcome, because today we're going to do a ninja, which is the opposite of our blunder. So ninja go. And technically, we're not sure if that's a ninja sound, but it sure sounds good. This shout out goes to Clear. They are an airport service. I believe I was in Chicago. And so what Clear does, they're kind of like a hyper TSA line. So you have your regular line and then your premium line and then you have your TSA line where you don't have to take your shoes or your belts or your computer out, which is pretty fast. But now there's a Clear line and you have to pay extra. It's uh, probably a couple hundred bucks a year, but you don't even have to have an ID. They do either a fingerprints or a retinal scan, and they put you right in the front of the TSA line. It's worth every penny. Shout out to them, and they are the ninja. Why? Because they blew it. You're like, well, Kurt, if they blew it, why are they ninja? Because they took care of it. And that's the thing. All your clients, customers, prospects know at times you're going to blow it. You're going to make a mistake. Own up to it and make it right. And that's what they did. And so 
I was in this clear line and it was long and there was something wrong with machines and the clear line was longer than the regular line. In fact, I bypassed the clear line, got into the regular line and still got through quicker than the people in the clear line. It's never happened to me before, hasn't happened to me since, but I was kind of mad. I almost missed my flight. Not only that, I had to find all my liquids because I didn't have them out because I thought I was going through the other line where you didn't have to take out your liquids. So I wrote an email, I said, not cool. I pay for this service, I've been pretty happy with it. What's up with this when the regular line's faster than your line? And in less than 24 hours, email returned, we apologize, we had some issues, we take ownership, we worked on it, we're gonna make sure it doesn't happen again. In fact, here's another two free months on us. All right, I'm more loyal, it makes me happy, they took care of it, they made a mistake, they owned up to it. That's the key. So you can go from blunder to ninja real fast, but too many people stay blunder and say, it wasn't my fault, it was the machines, it was the day, it was the line. And the, the secret is, even if you don't think it's your fault, but the customer or client does, sometimes you just gotta own up and apologize and say that was not our intent if you wanna keep the business. Just how it works, that's reality. So shout out to Clear. You have kept my business instead of losing it. Moving right along, let's get into our geeky article. And this is going to be a little combination geeky article and instruction for the day. Let's see if I agree or disagree with this article. I'll play a little fact or fiction about a few studies that came out. And I'll add my opinion and maybe some additional studies to clarify some of these things. This comes from Shanna Lebowitz, the Business Insider. And of course, the links are always available at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Found at independent.co.uk. And the title of this article is Ways to Make People Like You Without Saying a Word. And so there's some interesting things in here. Some, maybe some things I agree, maybe not disagree. So we'll do a little fact or fiction. Because who doesn't want more people liking them? And now you don't even have to talk to them and they're going to like you. So how cool is that? And there's lots of research on the traits and behaviors that make people likable. But this episode we're going to focus on, and this article also focuses on, creating likability without saying a thing. And we live in a world and a society now where you're not allowed to like people that have different political beliefs or religious beliefs or cultural beliefs. We become very one-sided. And if you truly want to be an influential leader, you have to learn to get all types of people to like you because it's easy to get people that are like you to like you but being influential you got to influential everybody with different styles beliefs personalities behaviors that's the key number one reason doctors get sued the patient didn't like them harvard did a study and found that 66 percent of the people downsized from their job were downsized because their inability to work with people or lack of people skills and the challenge there is that nobody ever tells them they lie to them. Oh, yeah, well, we'd love to keep you, you know, but the economy and this happened. No, you should tell them the truth. Nobody likes you. You have no people skill. I know you get sued for things like that, but that person never knows that they have no people skills, and that's even a bigger challenge, I feel. I was flying with this CEO and was looking at this big multi-million dollar deal, narrowed it down to two companies. It was about the same type of product, same offer. Everything was about the same. Went with company B. I'm like, why company B? And he's like, well, I like them better. <laughs> so when people like you, influence is much 
easier. So let's go down this list, play a little fact or fiction. The first one that she talks about, I'm guessing that Shauna Lobowitz is a female. Apologies if you are not, but I think I'm calling it right. Have the person you're talking about hold something warm. And we've talked about this on the show. This is a famous Yale study. And they went to these undergraduates to do a survey. And when they did the survey, they either held a hot cup of coffee or an iced cup of coffee. Then all the participants read a description of a hypothetical individual's personality and rated them on multiple traits, including warmth. Well, what do you know? The participants who held the hot coffee rated the individual higher on warmth than those who held the iced coffee, even though they rated them the same on other traits. So they wrote that physical temperature can affect the impressions of people and how much they like you. And it's true. The bear of bad news gets shot. <laughs> Weathermen get death threats. <laughs> There's an association trigger. We talked about most of the persuasion influence of Balzo's feeling, those triggers. There are some temperatures that are more persuasive than others, even in training scenarios. You want to be around 68 to 70 degrees. Otherwise, if it gets too warm, they start to blame you, get mad at you, angry at you, even though it's not your fault that the hotel or the company's air conditioner went out, they are going to blame you. So this is real. I will call this fact. Hard to believe fact, but fact nonetheless. The next one was speak in a higher pitched voice. <laughs> well, let's get into this one. I'm not sure on that one. I'm going to call this probably fiction, but they're saying that there was a paper published in Journal Plus One that men and women who speak in a higher-pitched voice are perceived as more likable and more trustworthy. Uh, you know, I'm going to say fiction maybe almost depends on this one. I've seen plenty of studies where deeper voices are more persuasive than higher voices. Inflecting down at the end of the sentence that good, high, charismatic rates of speech are more persuasive. I mean, we can spend a whole podcast on the way you use your voice. Now, I'm going to say fiction for the most part, but I'll give me a little leeway on this one, that if you're just meeting someone for the first time, maybe at a nightclub or the mall, and you start off a little higher, a little more friendly, then I think at that time there's more of a connection there. But long-term, during a persuasive presentation, you were really high, I think that would hurt you. But maybe an initial introduction, a higher voice can be a little more connecting. So be, be careful of that one. We'll call it fiction most of the time. Next one they talk about is to dress fashionably. You think, well, I shouldn't have to. They shouldn't judge me. Well, they do. Like we talked about last week, they are judging you. You cannot not judge. It's just the way your brain is programmed. So a study in the European Journal Personality found, and this was at a German university, they did a study where people took turns introducing themselves. And later on, they were asked, how likable do you find this person? And they found out a couple things, that extroverts were considered more likable, and those that had a fashionable appearance were more likable. So kind of two pieces here. I'm going to say fiction on the extroverts. Now, there's a time and place to be an extrovert, connecting. They probably have more social radars, better street smarts to that connection. But long-term persuasion influence Introverts do outpersuade extroverts. Why? After a while, extroverts come across as a little more pushy, a little more salesy, and create a little more resistance. 
Not in the short term, I'm talking the long term, but in the long term, the introvert's more interested. They're a consultant. They, they listen and ask more questions and can be and are more persuasive. So fiction on that one, I'll say fact on the clothing. I know it's not fair. I mean, in the United States and around the world, people are dressing down a lot more. They're not as fashionable as they used to. Jeans are now okay to wear to work for the most part, but you have to dress to connect. That's just how it is. One study showed that if you want to get promoted up, you start wearing what they're wearing up, and there's a better connection there. If you're not sure what to wear, newscasters are probably a good place to look, and people judge you on your clothes. They do. So you got to be careful. Be fashionable, and people judge. And it's interesting because not everybody judges on the same thing. Some people, they judge you on your shoes, how they look, the style. Are they shine? Some people don't care. Some people look at your watch, and that's everything to them. Some people look at your hairstyle. Some people look at your earrings. Everyone's a little bit different here. And so if you can cover as many as possible, because sometimes you're not sure what they're looking at, then you can connect with more people. That would be fact. Next one is look self-assured and energetic. One study found that likability also depended on the speed and energy of the body movements and the self-assuredness of their body movements. Did you catch that? The speed and energy of the body movements and the self-assuredness of their body movements. And that makes sense. I will call that fact. And they also added that the originality of the content of the participants' introductions mattered too. So the more original and unique it was, there also was more of a connection. They didn't say the same old thing. And I'll say fact on that one too. So let's cover those. Let's talk about your body language. You need to have energy. Charismatic people have energy. They give people energy. They don't suck energy out of the room, and they have purposeful movements. I didn't just say random body movements flailing around, but purposeful movements. That is what you're looking for. And part of that's having balance in your life. There's six areas that we've talked about before, having balance. That's on podcast 175. If you want to go back to the archives on influenceuniversity.com, that's part of the free section, or take a look at our advanced PhD program and persuasion also there. That's our plug for the day. And I'd also add to that energy in the movement, maybe looking at Dr. Cuddy's work we talked about before about power poses, standing up straight, walking erect, doing the Wonder Woman, doing the victory pose, releases chemicals in your body where you feel more confident, you act more confident. That could be something that worked for you. So definitely fact on that one. And fact two on being original in your content. And that's true too. If you're trying to develop trust with somebody, if you can teach them something, especially when you influence up or meet someone for the first time. If you can teach them something new, something different, something unique in the first couple of minutes, that increases trust and that increases the connection. Next one, copy the person you are with. That would be called mirror and matching, whether it be gestures or facial expressions. We've talked a lot about that on the show. One study at New York University documented, they call it the chameleon effect, which happens subconsciously that we start to mirror each other's behavior. Some people call it mimic. Some they call it mimic cry. Another study showed that men and women who worked at a task with a partner, the partner, and this is the person who worked for the researchers, either mirrored the participant's behavior or didn't. And they recorded these interactions. And at the end of the interaction, the researchers had participants indicate how much they liked their partners. And as you know, the ones that mirrored them, they were more likable. It's also called isopraxism. I can give you other studies, but it works. It's real. But part of it, I'll, I'll call this fact, but people, there's a little subset of this that people don't get. It's, it's not just 
body language. It could be your energy. When it's Monday morning and you had a bad weekend and something negative happened in your life and someone's being too optimistic, too positive, that can repel people. So it could be energy. It could be attitude. It could be word choice. Those type of things people forget about is all part of mirror matching or isopraxism. Next one is to spend more time around the people you're hoping to befriend. This one's done at the University of Pittsburgh. Shout out to them. That's where I did my graduate work. They had four women pose as students in a university psychology class, and each woman showed up to class a different number of times. When the experimenters showed different students pictures of the four women, the students demonstrated a greater affinity or likability for the women that they've seen the most, even though they have never talked or interacted with any of them. So just being around, being familiar, being on the same team, the same conference room, eating lunch at the same time, going down the hallway at the same time, whatever it is, the more you're seen, the more familiar you become, and the more likable you become. Let me add a study to that. If I showed you Chinese symbols, which you probably can't read, showed you 10 of them, but one I kept repeating again and again, you didn't know that, but I asked you to choose one later, your favorite you would choose the one you've seen the most. In local elections, who wins? Party aside, the sign you've seen the most. And so those are some things that you need to be aware of. So that one is fact. Next one is casually touch your conversation partner. Whoa, careful on that one. They say that they barely notice someone tapping you on the back or the arm. They feel more warmly toward you. Study done in France. I guess they do a lot of touching over there. This is the Journal of Social Influence. Guys stood on the street corners and talked to women. And men had double the success rate in striking up conversation when they lightly touched the woman's arms as they talked to them instead of doing nothing at all. University of Mississippi and Rhodes College did another experiment. We've talked about this one on the show before. About waitresses that touched on the hand or shoulder got much higher tips. Now, fact or fiction, I'm going to say both. Be careful. It depends on the person, the culture, the personality. Some people don't like to hug. They don't like to touch. There's rules out there. I mean, men touching women, lots of rules. Men touching men, rules. Women touching men, no rules. We like it. Of course, I'm kidding. There's still rules. we got to be careful. You can't bring the football butt slap back to the workplace. Just not able to do that. But touch is real. Even handshake, we talked a little bit about this last week. Bad handshake, which is touch, can set you back an hour in building rapport. You got to be very careful. So this is kind of in the middle, depends on the person. If you touch the wrong person, the wrong place at the wrong time, it will repel you. So this one's kind of in the middle, at it depends. Next one is the smile. University of Wyoming did a study. Women looked at photos of other women in four poses. Smiling in an open body position, smiling in a closed body position, not smiling in an open body position, and not smiling in a closed body position. And the study suggested that the woman in the photo was like most when she was smiling, regardless of the body position. And Stanford did a study and found that students who interact with each other through avatars felt more positively about the interaction when the avatar displayed a bigger smile. This was an avatar. Another study showed that when you smile, when you meet someone for the first time, it helps them to remember you later and increases likability and is contagious. This is fact. I mean, you got to be careful depending on culture and style. And that means you don't have a bad pedophile or, okay, it's a bad example, but a kind of a creeper, creeperton smile, as my kids say. 
got to be careful there. But I've seen studies where it increases sales in 20%. I know when I train customer service and I get them to, to stand up and smile, that changes evaluations on the other side. And the good news is it doesn't cost you anything. You got one, use it. Next principle is let other people talk about themselves. Well, duh, we know this basic Dale Carnegie People Skill 101. This is definitely fact. Harvard researchers found that talking about yourself is rewarding, the same way food, money, and sex are. And that's why people appreciate a good listener. It does something to their brain. In fact, one study had people sitting in an MRI machine respond to questions about either their own opinions or someone else's. So some of them were told that the response would be shared with a friend or relative, and the other part were told the response would be kept private. What they found is that the brain regions associated with motivation and reward were most active when the participants were sharing information publicly, but they were also active when they were just talking about themselves without anyone listening, so it is real. So let someone share a story about their life, start listening, I know this might be the duh factor, but you can improve. We, we've talked about this before. Learn to listen with your ears and your heart. You stink. You can improve. You can do better. Great persuaders are, are great listeners. And when you're a great listener, they'll tell you everything you need to know to persuade them. And they like you more. I was on a flight from JFK, New York to LA, and it's a long flight. And if you haven't met me personally, I have a sign on my forehead that says, Hi, tell me your life story. There's my high voice. <laughs> And they do. And this gentleman talked and talked, and I listened, and I listened. And we, we landed, he says, Kurt, you're one of the most interesting people I've ever met. I'm like, yeah, you don't even know me. Best conversation I've had in years. I'm like, I didn't say anything, but that's real. That's how people are. So, of course, listening is fact. So, which one are you going to work on? You know you need to. How do you become more likable? Is it going to be your voice? Is it going to be your fashion, being more introverted, learning mirror and matching, being more familiar and spending more time around the person, or you can experiment with touch. That's always fun. Careful, you might get slapped. Maybe it's the smiling. Maybe it's the listening. These are real and it works. These skills will change everything. How cool is that to get people to like you and you don't even have to talk to them? Now, you add talking to them the right way, they're really going to like you. But we're out of time, and that's for another podcast. So, hope you learned something, took some great notes, at least mental notes if you're driving in the car or jogging. Let me know when you listen to the podcast. It's always fascinating to see that. Learn to master these tools so you can maximize your influence and maximize your success and maximize your impact and, of course, maximize your income. Let me know your success stories and comments and questions at Kurt at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Use these skills wisely. Use them for good. Use them to make the world a better place and go out and persuade with power. 